0: Now, but there's something funny going on over there at the bank, George. I've never really seen one, but that's got all the earmarks of being a run. Now, just remember that this thing isn't as black as it appeared. I have some news for you, folks. I was just talking to old man Potter, and he's guaranteed cash payments to the bank. The bank's going to reopen next week. But, George, I got my money here. Did he guarantee this place? Well, no, Charlie, I didn't even ask him. We don't need Potter over here. But I'll take mine now. No, but you're, you're... You're thinking of this place all wrong, as if I had the money back in a safe. I, the, the money's not here. Well, your money's in Joe's house. That's right next to yours. And in the Kennedy house and Mrs. Maitland's house and a hundred others. You're lending them the money to build, and then they're going to pay it back to you as best they can. Now, what are you going to do, foreclose on them? I got $242 in here, and $242 isn't going to break anybody. Okay, Tom. All right. Here you are. You sign this. You get your money in 60 days. 60 days? Well, now, that's what you agreed to when you bought your shares. Tom! Tom! Tom, Did you get your money? No. Well, I did.
1: Mm. I, I tell you, this is going to be a little bit of a serious show. If you've seen that movie, it's called "It's a Wonderful Life," and then it's the 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 the, the storyline arc changes when the run on the bank occurs. It changes the trajectory of everybody's life in the movie, and uh, it was filmed at a time where that had actually just happened, and uh, it's been far enough behind. People think, "Hey, that can't happen yeah. now. That won't happen." And and today's show. We're going to tell you it's about to. We have a double PhD, Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott, to break down something going on with the FDIC. And uh, you're going to want to see this.
2: Welcome, Dr. Kirk. Welcome.
3: So great to be with you again.
2: Thank you. I, thank I, you. I, I this is a like big is topic. A little
1: different. Than anything else we've done before, because it almost needs like they do on Fox news. We have like the grung breaking alert also that they do it a hundred times a day. Just if, you know, somebody blows their nose or sneezes, uh, they have that. We've never actually had that happen on this show before, but that is where we're at right now. Based on the, the stuff you were, you were sending over to us.
3: Boy, I mean, the, so the news that's come out about the FDIC and and hiding stuff from the public um, when it pertains to a bank run, I mean, that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, sadly, it, was that a prophetic movie for what we're going Ooh. to see today? I mean, maybe, but but really when banks run out of money, they all do the same thing always, right? Mm-hmm. And that is there's a run on the banks and people's fear – Strikes and it's like the supposedly the safest investment that we ever have, our checking and savings accounts might not be there. Um, right. They want to get it out, and so so the FDIC is actually severely underfunded. I mean, severely underfunded, and the funds that we think that we have in safe haven investments like our checking and savings accounts, which We've already paid taxes on that. That's everything that we've already done. This is just what we need for living expenses, right? It's what we are savings accounts, it's what we write checks off of. It might not be there. And mm-hmm. and they they had a meeting in, in November that, that's now starting to, to come public. I mean, so so I want to watch a video of these of these FDIC officials talking and what they're saying about the American public and what they need to hide. From the American yeah. public, right? This is this is the scary thing about it. And then I'm going to talk about it. But but this is um, actually one of the more important shows I think that we're going to have all year long. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we should watch that. And then I'm going to talk about it.
4: Okay. okay. Let's check it out. Let's play this clip. It should be accessible when people need to know. But I don't think you have much hope of, of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like, my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. If they just assume they're going to pay my claim, right? It's, it's. I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do, <laughs> that we want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms representing this room. There's a bunch of people that will charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful – about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public.
2: Man. Dr. Kirk, let's talk about, okay, so obviously I've heard of FDIC, but can you talk about what exactly is the FDIC and who are these people?
3: So it's the Federal Depository Insurance, you know, commission. So basically that's the insurance. When you have a checking account or savings account, the assets in your bank are insured up to 250000 right? Okay. So. So if the bank were to fail, you get $250,000 back. Okay. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly is the big question there yep. because because if so G Edward Griffin, he wrote the book on on central banks, you know, the creature from Jekyll Island, and on his website Need to Know, this he exposed this story. And so I got to give him credit for it. And and but it's an amazing story that needs to be shared far and wide to everybody everywhere, right? So so what are these FDIC bankers talking about in this in this mm-hmm. video? They're talking about bail-ins to, to deal with an impending market collapse. So FDIC is the insurance policy that protects people's checking savings accounts up to $250,000. Mm-hmm. What's a bail-in? A bail-in is what we saw in Cyprus, Greece. We've seen it in Venezuela, Argentina. When, when the government says, hey, people in Cyprus, for example, uh, you're – you should be thankful that you're you're Cypriot citizens, right? And so we've we've provided you a a country and and a framework to live and to thrive. And so, but we're kind of in a pickle here and we're going to do just a one-off tax, right? So anything in your checking account, saving accounts, we're going to take 10%. So you had $100,000 in your bank account today. Tomorrow, you're going to have 90,000, right? So that's a Mm bail-in tax. It's where the government just does a one-off tax and takes money from you. Basically, they steal it from your wallet to basically help overcome a shortfall that they might have. So, that's what a bail-in is. So, we're talking okay. about FDIC, we're talking about bail-ins. But, but here's where the FDIC, this meeting that they had in, in November was was extraordinary um, in a bad way. Right. So, so they have a committee. So, these people were part of this committee called the Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee, the SRAC. And um, and so they held a meeting to discuss how the next market crash, and words are important, right? Not a potential market crash, but the next one. The next right? one. The next one would occur, and what steps would need to be taken to ensure that not everybody tries pulling their money out of the financial system at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is why they had this meeting, and this is why we heard the conversation on the video that we saw. So one of the FDIC members there noted that while institutions will soon be able to figure out the dire implications of a financial collapse, not a potential one, but of a financial collapse, the general public shouldn't. They shouldn't know about this because that would lead to an unintended consequence. What's the unintended consequence? Them pulling money out of the bank. Like in in the movie clip that we saw, yep. right? It's a wonderful life. I mean, this would lead to it's not a wonderful life for everybody that has money in the banking system. So, so here's the reality of of this situation. There's nine trillion dollars of bank assets in the banking system right now, checking accounts, savings accounts, and so forth. So, how much does the FDIC actually have, you know, to insure? Good question. They only have. They only have 125 billion dollars worth of assets backing 9 trillion dollars worth of deposits. So here's wow. the math. You divide 125 uh billion by 9 trillion. What does that come to? 1.4%. So 1.4% of all banking deposits are actually that that's all they have money for.
2: Wow. So that's 88.6%
3: of all banking assets there's no insurance coverage for it, right so this is why they're saying the public can't know about this because if this were to happen in 2023 what would what would that mean it would mean the mother of all um quantitative easing um all quantitative easing like money printing mechanisms ever mm-hmm. i bet that they have to inject 5 to 7 trillion Dollars into the system to actually just stop the bleeding, and that would wow. cause so much inflation that we we wouldn't even know what to expect from that, right? I mean, we we've seen what they've already done when when the lame duck Congress passed a 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill, you know, and and between Christmas and New Year's, it's like, wait a second, I wouldn't have an issue with that necessarily if we had those funds available because then it would right. just be appropriating those funds, right? But we don't have $1.7 trillion laying around. They have right. to print it out of yep. thin air. And that's going to make the inflationary pressures even worse. Shame on the lame duck Congress for passing a bill for the next Congress to actually have to live with. Absolutely. Right? Well, Congress is so defunct right now anyways. I mean, look, the, the GOP has has a majority in the House and they can't even elect a majority leader, right? It's like, (laughs) we've got issues, but they're spending money that they don't have. But this one is the mother of all spending money that we don't have. If there's a run on the bank and what could be the trigger that causes or the spark that causes a run on the banks? Well, it, it could be a market collapse. It could be a downgrading of U.S. Treasury sovereign debt. It could be a conflict in Russia, Ukraine. It could be a conflict in China, Taiwan. It could be anything outside of the norm that says, oh my word, people, we, we don't think that there's going to be much money left in the banks. And, and here's, here's why the FDIC even has to talk about this. So you go back into history, not too far, just last year, right? So there were a couple of things that happened. Number one, the Fed took two and a half trillion dollars of liquidity out of the system, out of the banks during COVID at a time when people needed the money the most. They took two and a half trillion dollars. So banks couldn't lend it out. But the but the bigger nail in the coffin was the reserve requirement, which is when when you deposit $100 into your bank, um, if the reserve requirement's 10%, that means they keep 10% back and they they lend out another $90. This is the, the Role of fractional reserve banking. What they did is they took the reserve requirement to zero. So banks don't have to have anything on hand. Really, they're they're living completely at the market.
2: Unbelievable.
3: 0%. Plus, they took money out of the system. This is why there's not enough money in the bank to fund a bank run. And the insurance that covers that when they don't have money to begin with, only covers about 1.4% of all deposits. This is huge. So so what do people do?
1: Yeah, for safety?
2: what do people do? Because this is really scary.
1: And when you hear the, the board member of the FDIC tongue-in-cheek say, at least the general public has this facade of stability in us that we certainly don't have. right. You know, it, it, it's that kind of closed door. It's like the kind of kind of a meeting you would have had before uh, a COVID policy rollout, like uh, or or a mask mandate mm-hmm. or these things like the people can't know the truth. We do. There's this idea of an us and then a them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the farmers in the house and there's all the cattle in the field. And they have this this vibe of, hey, the educated people that have the attorneys to figure this out, they're going to have to know to get their money out and to cover their backsides. But but Joe Smith, the heating air conditioning guy in Lee Summit, Missouri, he's cattle in the field. Mm-hmm. Those guys are just gonna be part of what gets turned over when the plow goes through the field. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So they're a different class of people. Mm-hmm. The elites, there's enough for the elites, yep. but there's not enough for everybody else. So we can't let this out, or there's not enough for the us mm-hmm. if the them find out.
2: Yeah. Scary. Uh, I
3: mean they they can't find out or else you'd have a bank run just like it's it's a wonderful life. So what do you do? So right, yeah. you have to get out of the system, right? You have to mm-hmm. pull your money out of the banks. I'm not saying that cash is meaningless because we need money for operating, we need money to fund our bills, to write checks on, mm-hmm. right? But but you can't have too much. See, if you have too little, it in fact it impacts your peace of mind. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I don't have enough in there to actually pay my bills and you're gonna be stressed out of your gourd over it, right? If you have too much, cash gets you 0% when inflation's hovering around 24%, right? So you're actually losing money. So there's this number, right? And and over 20 something years of doing this, right? 27 years, um, that number is about three months of expenses is what you should have on hand in the bank. Everything else I would put into silver because silver, I mean, over the last mm-hmm. 12 years, now it's up over thirty-seven percent today as we record this. It's it's well over twenty-four. I mean, it's doing amazingly well. It's like nobody would cry crocodile tears over a, a return on an asset that's done thirty-seven percent in twelve weeks. That's what Silver's right. done. It's right? unbelievable. In here, but in twelve weeks, mm-hmm. so here's your safe haven. Here's your happy place. Right. This is where you can put a smile on your face by getting into the right thing at the right time. I mean, look at that chart. I mean it's down a little bit today, this morning, as as we write, but it's right at that twenty-four dollar yep. threshold, right? So so we we look back 12 weeks ago, it was 1797. Mm-hmm. This is incredible, right? Yep. And, and and we're talking about some extremely dangerous situations with the bank where ninety eight point six percent of your assets aren't covered by FDIC. And they're saying publicly, yeah. In the recording. Don't let the public know about this, right? It's like, this is danger ground. And so, but we have this safe haven investment. It's amazing. We can be in the right place at the right time with a smile on our face growing. But what you have to do is take that step of faith, take that, that leap and, and pull enough out of the banking system, allocate it into something that's growing. And then truly you can have a smile on your face.
2: I mean, that's huge. So three months of expenses in the bank, that's what you recommend. Everything else put into silver.
1: Yeah, 100%. Which, which is yes. our move. Yep. You know, and the people can go one of two ways. Um, you, you can have it physical on hand, or you can have it stored for you in a, it, it, it's a, a a private institution that has it secured. Um, imagine like, have you ever like not known what your password is to log into something? Or it was like, uh, how do I, you know, get that? You know, you hear of people like losing even like Bitcoin wallets and things like that. They they can't get it. Like, that's what the banks would be. Mm-hmm. It would be a, a website that you can't log into anymore. You can log in, but it's just frozen. It's just blank. Yeah. That it, it, it it's turned off with a switch that you can't control. You can't call the guy that flipped the switch. You can't get a hold of somebody. It's out of their hands. What are we gonna do? Yep. It, you need an asset that you can touch that somebody can't switch off.
2: That's exactly right. And you get a hold of Dr. Kirk's team by going to fly over Gold dot com. It's a landing page. When you scroll down to the bottom, uh, there's a place to fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team is going to give you a call and it's a free consultation. They're going to answer questions. They're going to help you walk through this process. They're going to find out exactly what you need. They're going to give you wisdom. They're going to give you great advice. And then you can decide from there what you want to do with your finances. You can also call 720 605 three nine zero zero. This is the time to do it. Don't wait. Don't be getting a yeah. holding a, a hold of us, you know, a month from now and be like, oh, I wish I would have done it. Do it now. Don't wait any longer. This is the best time to do it. So Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances?
1: If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't. You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever.
2: And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs.
1: This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar.
2: For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.